Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we'll be looking at how we can triumph over sin. In essence, Scripture says that sin is missing the mark. And in today's world, we often don't really comprehend how truly damaging sin can be. That's why Rabbi Schneider selected today's topic. He wants to help us understand the depth of our sins and the value of God's grace. And if you'd like to take some notes on today's message, you can download Rabbi's study guide online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's turn our attention to Rabbi Schneider and today's special message titled, Overcoming Sin. Shalom, peace and blessings. I'm dressed in white today on what is considered the most holy day on God's sacred calendar, the Day of Atonement. I want to really bring home today by the unction of God's Spirit how detrimental sin is. It's so unfortunate today that the gospel that so many of us are accustomed to hearing is not the gospel that was once and for all delivered by the apostles. Because the apostles delivered a gospel that man is guilty before God. I want to help you to understand, beloved, how critical it is that we get a grip on the significance of evil and how Jesus was sent into the world to deliver God's people from their sin. Yes, he came to give us our abundant life. He came to give us an inheritance in the kingdom of heaven. All these things are absolutely wonderful, true. The reason I really want to bring this home today is we're going to be digging in to Yom Kippur, this sacred day on God's calendar, the day of atonement that Yeshua fulfilled. The book of Hebrews writes all about this. If we don't have an understanding of the problem of evil, of the depths of sin, of the torment that it causes, of the separation it brings, of the end result of it, we are going to miss what it means to be washed, cleansed, and transformed. Again, Paul, who gives us the most fundamental, the most profound, the most exhaustive doctrinal treatise in the New Testament of what salvation is all about, begins by causing mankind to recognize the problem. And the problem is sin. Paul speaks to the Jew, and he says to the Jew, you are guilty before Hashem. You are guilty before the Creator, because even though you had the written law of God, you did not obey it. And the law gave us an option. The option was if you obey it, you'll be blessed when you come in, you'll be blessed when you come out. Your offspring will be blessed. Everything that you set your hands to will be blessed. But... The Lord also said in the book of Deuteronomy concerning the written law of God that if you don't fully keep its requirements, the curse will come upon you. Plagues will come upon you. You'll be cursed when you come in. You'll be cursed when you come out. And what Paul tells us is that even though the law promised a blessing, because there was a promise of blessing in the law, if its requirements were kept, 
Even though it held a promise of blessing, Paul said it became a curse because no Jewish person could fulfill the requirements that would result in the blessing. So that the law became a curse because mankind fell short in fulfilling the law's holy requirements. So the whole entire Jewish world, all of Israel, stands guilty before God. And the scripture says in the book of Ezekiel, the soul that sins, it shall die. Then Paul turns to the Gentiles. Paul says to the Gentiles, even though they knew God inside their heart, and in their conscience, this God-given sense that mankind has of God's reality, of his moral nature, this primitive sense of right and wrong, Paul says every man is born with it. Paul says they know inside, it's written in their heart, and they know in their conscience. And Paul said, and beyond that, when man looks at the world that he sees creation, he has a greater sensitivity even still then beyond the conscience of knowing who God is, that we're responsible to him, that he's unlimited, that he's all powerful, that is the creator of all things, that all man, Paul says, is guilty before God and has fallen short. Gentiles, once again, they knew God in their heart. They could see his attributes in creation, and yet they still sinned against their conscience. And when they sinned against their conscience, they sinned against God. And even Gentiles, when they looked at creation, they saw that God was all-powerful, that the sky goes on forever. They didn't submit to him. They didn't bow to him. They didn't make him their Lord. They lived into themselves. The entire Gentile world is guilty before God. And as I said, the entire Hebrew population, every Israelite, guilty before Hashem because they did not live up to the requirements of the law. Mankind is separated from God. This is the essence of where the gospel begins. This is the essence and the platform from which the good news must be spoken, that man is guilty before God. He's separated from God. And the consequence of separation is death and hell. Outer darkness, Jesus described it as, that mankind that has not been reconciled to the Lord will die in their sin and cast into the outer darkness. Yeshua said, a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want you to understand, my friends, how serious evil and sin is. A lot of us, we don't get it. The only message we've been hearing is about how God wants to somehow satisfy our desires. And a lot of us are looking for God to satisfy earthly desires. Jesus wants to fulfill us. He said, if you drink of the water that I'll give you, it will become within you a well of water springing up to eternal life that you'll thirst no more. God wants to forgive us. He wants to satisfy us. He wants to create within us a harbor for him to live in so that we can find satisfaction in knowing him. But instead, the message that many of us are hearing today, it's not a message of repentance from sin. It's not a message that convicts us of evil. It's not even a message of looking for satisfaction in knowing God. But rather the message that many of us hear is a message where God almost becomes a magic genie that if we do the right formula, if we say the right prayer, if we do this or we do that, that somehow God like a magic genie is going to jump out of the lamp and he's going to grant our wishes. 
And he's going to give us whatever we want in this world. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. People are trying to use God to gain the things of the world. But the scripture says all that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life, it's not from the Father, it's from the world. I want us to understand today that if we're going to truly enter in to knowing God, to walking with Hashem, we need to understand the depths of our sin, beloved, and the depths of evil. And when we understand that, we'll be in a position to be cleansed, to experience forgiveness, to be washed, to be transformed. But too many of us, we're trying to cover up our sin. We're trying to make excuses for our sin. Adam said about Eve, she made me do it. Eve said about the serpent, he made me do it. And I wonder how many of God's people are not cleansed and delivered because of their sin, because they're making excuses for it and they won't face it. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and we'll be right back with our teaching. But first, a short recap of our Collective Action Weekend. Thank you very much to all of you that had the courage to join the Taking the Rainbow Back movement and wearing your shirt out in public places. Let's continue to be strong. Let's continue to wear the shirts. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And beloved, when we stand in righteousness for God's purposes, we are making a difference and preparing the way for Jesus' return. The eyes of men are being opened. I love what you're doing. It's so great. Now I can stand firm and just be able to witness again his truth and what his covenant means. Keep going and keep doing what you're doing because this is a great thing, a great deed that you're doing out here. Every time I look at the rainbow, I see God and his mercy and how he's revealed himself to his creation and his covenant. Today, you guys helped me remember yeah. what the rainbow is really for. Now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. I remember as a very young believer, when Yeshua first appeared to me in 1978, I had almost no sin consciousness. I knew I was lost. I knew I was confused. I knew I was afraid. I knew I needed something desperately. And when Jesus appeared to me in 1978, I was so happy that God had shown me the way. But beloved ones, the longer I continued on with Hashem, the longer I continued on with Yeshua, with Jesus, the more convicted I began to become of my own sin, of my own evil. And you know, I've been walking with the Lord now since 1978. And every year that goes by, I'm more convicted of the evil in my heart. You know, if I compare myself to most people that call themselves believers, I can think I'm pretty good. I mean, my life is pretty disciplined in the Lord. But you know what, beloved? I don't compare myself to believers. I compare myself to the light of God's Spirit. And when I see myself in the light of God's Spirit and recognize how far away I am from holiness, it's terrifying. Don't misunderstand me. I have confidence in Yeshua. I have confidence in his blood. But when I see myself in the light of God's spirit and see the depths of my selfishness, the depths of wrong thinking, the depths of having all kinds of thoughts going through my mind that are not submitted to the kingdom of heaven, I'm a million miles away from God. 
And all I could do is cry out for mercy and for deliverance. The closer I get, the farther away I am. You think, well, Rabbi, is something wrong with you? Well, do you remember what happened to Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6? Isaiah was possibly the most righteous man in the entire world at the time. But when Isaiah saw the Lord in Isaiah chapter 6, when he really saw God, you know what Isaiah did? He fell on his face, beloved, in dust and ashes, terrified, and he beat his hands against his chest, and he said, Woe is me! For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live amongst a people of unclean lips. When he saw himself in the light of Hashem and the light of God's Spirit, he realized how corrupted he was. And in his state of desperation, in his state of conviction, he called out, and God touched him and cleansed him. But I wonder about you today. Have you ever been convicted of your sin? Have you come to an understanding of the depths of evil that you need to be delivered from? The depths of deliverance from making yourself Lord instead of living for Him? Let's remember what it looks like to really live for God, to really be in right relationship with Him. Yeshua said, I do nothing by my own initiative. He said, I don't do anything except that which I see the Father doing. He was totally living as one that was alive to the Father. He wasn't searching for his own path. He wasn't looking to the world to make him happy. He wasn't in the earth to make himself happy. He was in the world to serve God. I remember just the other day, I was in my car, just as a side note example, and I always considered myself a really bold witness. I mean, I'll witness to anybody, anywhere. I had a little business card in my car. It says, whoami.com. I was about to go into a convenience store, and I said, oh, I had to give this card when I check out at the convenience store to the cashier. But you know what? When I thought about picking up that card in my car, and giving it to the cashier in the convenience store, something in me, beloved, trunk back, thinking, do you really want to do that? Do you really want to create that situation where they reject you? And I had a fight. I will not be ashamed of the Lord. You see, Jesus said, he that's ashamed of me and my words in this wicked and adulterous generation. I will be ashamed of him when I come again in the glory of the Father with his heavenly angels. But how many of you, have been ashamed of the Lord. You're not public about your love for Jesus. You don't share your faith. I'm trying to point out, beloved, the Day of Atonement is about forgiveness and deliverance from evil and sin. And unfortunately, too many of God's people have never been convicted of their sin. They're just trying to use God to make themselves happy. Let me share something with you. Our first goal is not to be happy. <laughs> Okay, yes, we want to be happy. Everybody wants to be happy. But that is not our primary goal. Our primary goal is to obey Father God through Jesus. That's the goal. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. But many of us have got it all wrong and we're hearing a gospel message today that's not the authentic gospel message. So today as we're thinking about the most holy day of all called Yom Kippur, I want you to understand that the primary reason 
Yeshua came into the world was first of all to cleanse you and I from evil and sin. And until you and I are willing to face our sin, to allow the Holy Spirit in to convict us of our sin, to bend our knee to him and say, yes, Lord, deliver me from this sin and to truly repent. What do we mean by repent? Repenting is when you're given the opportunity to do the same thing again, that same sin, but you don't do it. It's not just saying, I'm sorry. Repenting means to turn away. Remember, Jesus' first words were, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus said, unless you repent, you shall perish. So as we are celebrating Yom Kippur, I want to call you away from the false gospel that you've been hearing. Beloved, the first and primary aim of our life is to follow Jesus, to be cleansed and delivered from our sin. Just because something feels good or something makes us happy, that is not what makes it right. God's Word defines right and wrong. And His Holy Spirit convicts us of right and wrong. And Jesus said, unless you pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Everybody that desires to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer. What do we suffer? We have to deny the flesh. We have to deny doing what we want to obey Him. We have to be humble enough to admit when we're wrong, to allow the Holy Spirit to convict us. We need to stop blaming our husbands. We need to stop blaming our wives. We need to stop blaming our employer. We need to stop blaming our pastor. We need to stop blaming the devil and we need to submit to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm the problem. Forgive me, God. Change me, God. I surrender my life to you, Jesus, today. I ask you to come through your blood. Cleanse me of my sin by your spirit and your word and deliver me. You see, beloved, when Yeshua was announced to the world, he was announced to the world through his mother. The angel said to the mother, you shall call his name Yeshua. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. I'm calling us back, church, to the original message. The Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. Let's stop trying to use God to fulfill the lust of our flesh. And let's instead die to ourself, submit to Him, confess our sin, and repent. As we do, we'll be transformed into the image of Jesus and prepared, beloved, to see Him face to face. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. We're right in the middle of the fall holy days, and as we learn today, Yom Kippur, which begins Sunday the 24th at sunset, was the one day of the year where the high priest was able to enter behind the veil of the Holy of Holies. It's also a day of remembrance and reflection. And even though we've already received God's grace through Jesus, 
it's still important to pause and reflect on His goodness. These special set-apart days point us to God's plan of reconciliation and redemption. And that's why I think Rabbi's message is so encouraging and important to hear. And it's amazing to see how much we can learn about these fall holy days as we dive into the rich and insightful passages from the Old Testament. And so we want to continue to draw out the beauty and the depth of the scriptures. God has a divine plan for each and every one of us. And when we study and celebrate these set-apart holidays, we'll begin to discover what that plan is. You can learn more online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now, would you consider how you can prayerfully and financially support this ministry? To tell us a little more, here is Rabbi once again. Beloved ones, what I love best on teaching about God's fall holy days is that we understand that they're applicable for every one of God's people today. Not for Jewish people only, but for Jews and Gentiles. And for those of you that are Gentile believers in Jesus, these feasts are extremely important for you because they teach us of the work and person of Messiah Jesus. Father God wants the whole church to understand the Jewish roots of her Christian faith. This is why Jesus said to the woman at the well, woman, you don't know what you worship. We know what we worship for salvation is from the Jews. The Lord has raised me up to teach his church, to teach his people about the Hebraic roots of the Christian faith. God wants us to worship him, not only in spirit, but also in truth. I wanna ask you, would you support me? Would you become a monthly partner with us so that I can continue to spread the gospel around the world and help the church to understand the Jewish roots of her faith? Beloved, this preparation that God has assigned me to be a part of, it is preparing the world for his return. I wanna ask you to make your best donation to the Lord through this ministry today. To give a gift of any amount today, call us at 800-777-7835 or give online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And before we wrap up for the weekend, I want to share some practical ways that you can celebrate Yom Kippur on your own right where you are this weekend. First, set aside some time to be alone with God so that you can pray. And be sure to humble yourself as you reflect on what the Lord has done for you and your fellow believers. And next, forgive your brothers and your sisters. Forgiving them for any of the issues that may have arisen over the past year and seeking forgiveness is exactly what Yom Kippur is about. Let today be the day that you set aside any grudges and hardships that you might be holding on to. And then take time to really listen and hear what God has to say to you. And now to share a special blessing with us, here is Rabbi Schneider. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter six is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person Yahweh, God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, 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 Vihunecha 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us next time when Rabbi Schneider explains what to truly pray for. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.